With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode of the Crow Pod is brought to you by Rascals Creative. Best book events, live entertainment. They got filming and production work. They can do all that stuff for you. Check out rascals-creative.co.uk. And by our friends Copeland Streetwear. You can find them at copelandstreetwear.co.uk. And, of course, the famous, find them at thefamousheadwear.co.uk. If you would like to support the Crow Pod and get your name out here to thousands of bears across the Crow Pod Network and Heart and Hand Networks, all you got to do is go to copelandroad.org, click on the support button, or scroll down in the show notes where you're listening right now, click on the support link, uh, select the $10 a month option, and then uh, just reach out, let me know what you need me to say for your business or charity, and we will get that out on every single episode of the Crow Pod. So don't forget, just visit the copelandroad.org, and now let's start the show. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cropot contains language and themes which may not be suitable for anybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pod, and of course, joining me, Shane, Mr. David Edgar. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Yeah, great. Hi, Todd. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Todd Van Allen. Uh, should we just get post-mortem out of the way in like five minutes so we don't spend the whole time depressing sure. people again? Yeah, yeah, let's I've, do that. I've, I've got some notes here. Um, yeah. right. you, you know, I, I saw a really horrifying statistic. Um, it was here late last night or early this morning from a guy I'd gone through and compiled eight of our key midfielders. Well, I think mm-hmm. he'd left out of Rebo and uh, Sakala. I wish Gio had on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from the likes of Kent Davis, Lundstrom, uh, Kamara, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 131 appearances. 16 goals between a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. Not that's good enough. Pathetic, isn't it? And, and, look, and that's, that's a years-long trend now. That... We don't score enough goals. But no, I've, I've got some notes just to save us a bit of time. I've got right yeah, here. let's go. That was, that was pish. You've been pish. 
this year. You weren't much above Pish earlier last year. You should have won the league. Sack everybody. I mean everybody. Oh, oh, hyphen, not Jimmy Bell. Right. <laughs> I think that sums up my feel. Now, look, it was it was ghastly. And the thing was, I'll hold my hands up to it. I didn't see it coming. I thought, I didn't, you guys know, I said to you on, on Saturday night, um, I think we'll win tomorrow quite straightforwardly. I, I'm not sure we'll win the league because I didn't trust them to, you know, go to Paisley and go and, and get the points. But I really did. So when it kicked off the way it did, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I expected to see. But they shot the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was it was such a high moment like that first three minutes you're like oh my god like this is it and i had cheekily put like a, i don't know why i had this in my head but i woke up one day i went i'm gonna put a 4-1 score line on this and to to his credit um uh tom when he was doing the commentary said the last time willie Collum refereed a match uh between uh rangers and them it was a 4-1. I went, ah, here we go. And then he slots one in. I went, fuck, now it's just a matter of time. And then they got their one. I went, cool, that's my line. And uh, no. No. Yeah, I, um, uh, is there something in our left backs now where they just, you know, a guy has a shot and they just leave him to go ahead and crash any follow-ups? Or, or they just look like they want to take a shit on the pitch? It's because just, because Bassey yeah, ended yeah, up yeah, yeah, in yeah. the exact same position as Barisage. Yeah, I, I I thought Bassey overall was was decent. Right? I think him, Lundstrom, and, and Ramsey were the three best. But again, it's just yeah. this switching off at key moments, making yeah. a stupid mistake. And right. we've seen it all season. Our season is absolutely littered with it, and they yeah. don't do it in Europe, and that makes you think, well. It's Why? a mentality thing. So, again, you know, uh, there was a bit of a debate I had with, with some of the patrons, and they said, well, you know, I don't think they're doing it deliberately. I said, no, neither do I. But uh, you can subconsciously relax. I mean, let's face it, we all have it in our jobs. There are days you go in and you're keyed up, there's something big happening, and you're right on it. And there's days you go in because you have to go in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do the work that's put in front of you, but you don't quite have the same enthusiasm. And I think we've seen that so often. But, in Bassey's case, he's a kid who's learning, and you know you no. can understand that. But again, uh, in Balgan's case, I'm not sure how you excuse no. me his age trying to head a ball all the way back across. <laughs> like, right? It, it was yeah. easier just to either let it go out or deflect it out. Mm-hmm. I I think as well though that our players, uh, our defenders, there, there is a sense of panic anytime the ball comes into the box, and it's about mm-hmm. oh, yeah. season. McGregor. Well, yeah, because once again, McGregor it's, won't come for a ball. As soon as it was so. I said keeper's ball as soon as it was launched. And Adam yeah. had time while the ball was in the air to say he won't know. Mm-hmm. And he, yep. and that's it. And because we know it, so the defenders know that they're defending right on, you know, our goal line. They panic, yeah. and that's what leads to goals like Whereas any other goalkeeper, I think, comes out and punches it. And look, bad goalkeepers come out and miss it, and you lose a goal. I get that. Mm-hmm. But even so, and yeah, he made a wonder save in the second half. It, it doesn't matter. That's... That's the problem, and and he might be brilliant against Braga, you know, the, the morning night, and we'll still you'll still get this, you'll still get these beezers of a performance every so often, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's a a lot of doubt, and and people confuse criticism of how he's playing with criticism as him as a ranger, and it really isn't, you know, Alan yeah. McGregor is a legend, it is established, he is a Hall of Famer, he is, yeah, debatably the the, the best Rangers goalkeeper of all time, all of that is true, and it doesn't change, and he, he could concede 20 between now and the end of the season, and it won't change that, it's just, is he the best goalkeeper for us right now, uh, and I don't think he is. So, yeah. to that point, we have seen time and time again, last season in particular, when there's confidence at the back, 
it runs through the spine of the team, right? The defenders are able to defend better because they have full confidence. And if, if anything gets past us, we know he's got it. Midfielders, oh, the defense has it. We can play forward. The, the mid, like it, it's, it's a ripple on effect. And that's where we found the most success. Do you think part of the problem is that now people are seeing the, the, the defenders are seeing McGregor is shaky. So now they don't have that confidence. And now they're like, fuck, this is on me now. I better not fuck up. And now that's in their head the entire time. And then they fuck up. So is it time that as, you know, as great as he's going to do in Europe, because he always does great in Europe and, and he's fantastic. Should we start now exploring other options or do we just let it rattle out the season and go, fuck it. We just lost it. What do we do? I mean, I, 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 you know, there's the McGregor problem. There's a problem of, you know, last year we had a back four that we knew what the best back four was, mm-hmm. right? We, we absolutely was Tavernier, Goldson, Hellander, Barisic. Okay, Barisic is right. a shell. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck happened to him as a player. Goldson took half the season off because Wilson fucked around his contract, which is a mm-hmm. wholly separate issue. I'm not convinced he's the guy to rebuild this team, right? Mm-hmm. Hellander obviously hurt. Bassey has been shifted back and forth between multiple decisions. Change of management. They don't know what the fuck the shape is. That was obvious on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we've been playing a three-five-two, and then all of a sudden you go back to this half-ass beal ball thing because Morales isn't playing, and then you spend the whole second half, even though you've got like sixty-five percent of possession, firing crosses in the Kamara roof, who's what five-seven in boost. Like it's not his thing. I, mm-hmm. I don't. There was no. There was no rhyme or reason to it. Starting from the back, going forward, and it is disappointing because I felt. You know, it, David. You know, you said. I mean, I thought Bassey outside of his fucking. 10 seconds of forgetting where the hell Tom Rogers was, well, you mm-hmm. know, which God damn it of all the fucking players. Right. To leave alone. Yeah. yeah, But yeah. outside of that played fairly well, yeah. played in some really good crosses, had Morales been there, different sort of game, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. Yeah. And just like we've seen since Gio came in, it's the loss from a net positive position. You know, we were up after 134 seconds and did mm-hmm. nothing with it. When he came in, we were six points clear, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're six points adrift. We've taken 22 points from 12 matches. It's not good enough. None of it's good enough. The players are not doing their fucking jobs. The 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 executive committee and Ross Wilson and Sir Robertson and all these Remember, because we were in a positive trading position, they told us, before they sold Patterson. Mm-hmm. And what did we get? We got Diallo, who is someone else's loan problem, who did not work. We got Aaron Ramsey, who by all means should be a usable player and should be enough for us to win the league. But if everybody else is switched off, which they all seem to be, it's not Mm going to do it. And the fitness levels, too. I don't know what the fuck has happened there. But we do not. You know, I don't know. Everybody's a year older. Fine. But if that's the case, then you need to find some way to inject Sakala or Lowry or someone like that into the side who's going to bring that level back up. Yeah, uh, Lowry to me, we had three defensive midfielders on on the bench. You don't need three defensive midfielders. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. So Lowry should have been there. And I'd be getting him in the team. I think we've said on here before, next season I'd far rather see Lowry and McCann giving a go than yeah. two you know, English Championship squad fillers that come mm-hmm. up and earn decent money and don't do anything. So, uh, look, it, it was a sore one. Um, because yeah. it, it, I think the, the feeling will always be because I think it's correct that we blew this. We threw this yeah. away, um, yeah. and we absolutely did. And um, you know, I was I was seething after the game, and you're sitting there in the press room waiting to, mm-hmm. you know, um, to 
to, to give you a question. And I actually said to him, can you explain how a 12-point swing has happened between, you know, how has it gone so badly wrong? Uh, and I think he was a bit miffed at it, but it has happened. I wasn't yeah. being unfair. It did no. take place. And it I mean, was... we, we've taken four more points than Hearts yeah. since it, Gio it, came ter- in. Terrible, yeah. terrible form. And he got the bounce immediately. I do think, though, that there's something in it um, about the players. Don't get me wrong, because... Oh, yeah. They beat the under Gerard this season. They were getting two point three one points per yep. game. Under uh, Van Bronckhorst, they've been getting two point two six. The Rangers haven't changed in twenty twenty two. They've done what they did all season. The difference is Celtic have improved, mm-hmm. um, and that's why. But this Rangers team, that's what it has done all season. That's what it will do to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll need we'll just need a few to get the place and, and start again. It's a shame because yeah. a lot of those guys should have been leaving as heroes, and and this will take the machine up. Unless of course they win the Europa League, which then it becomes the best season in my lifetime. <laughs> which is so <laughs> absolutely bizarre. That's the mm-hmm. thing about this. Well, that's but, like, yeah, I mean, a, a cup double changes. Well, as always, winning changes a lot of things, but it, does it won't change the structural and systemic issues that are happening off the park right now that have helped or you know breed this kind of problem into the squad in the first place and that's mm-hmm. where again i i i think that's we, a cheap we, excuse for footballers i know yeah. no, no I think, i'm not I think no, a, for, for the players themselves it's not a good enough excuse like i said i mean there was going to be a regression you're not going to go uh, no. yeah. only getting yeah, yeah. up 13 goals uh, i think it, it doesn't help it doesn't help no. the mood Right, and no, I agree with you there. No, it doesn't no. help the mood around the club, but equally, I think if the players are saying, "Well, you know, they booked a trip to Australia, and that's why we could be Celtic," <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm going no. to, I, no, I'm going but, to fall I mean, out with them. You know, if, if you're Morales or, or, or Goldson, and you're sitting there and you're watching them letting them wind down your contract, going, "What the fuck did I Correct. need to do mm-hmm. in order to either a be rewarded by this team for the purpose of staying here for the next three or four years, or b being rewarded for this team by this team for now?" So that when I'm sold on, I can get a bigger contract wherever I go next. I mean, that's but, yeah. they're, they're oh, taking I, I, care of themselves professionally. I absolutely agree with that, and it should. And I mean, last, last season, basically, because we we let you know, understandably, um, as fans, but it appears the club did as well. If Steven Gerrard wanted it, he got it, yeah. um, with the exception of money that they didn't have. So right. last summer, um, Rangers let will sell a couple of players, and he said, "No, we won't." Um, you know, and, and I insist we're keeping all of them. Um, but I want to, I want to bring in players as well. And we just, we just don't have the money. That's why you have a director of football to say, I understand your position, but I need to think of the bigger picture of the club. Yeah. So yeah. no, we are going to sell these players because we'll be talking to him for six months and he's not signed a new deal, so he's not mm-hmm. going to. Um, but yeah, my, my prediction for what it's worth: Kent will go, Aribo will go, Goldson will go, Alfie will stay. That's what I think. Okay, this summer. Yeah. I think speaking Alfie of that, speaking of Alfie. Does anyone remember um, the last time we felt like this? And it was the Alfredo Morelos red card, and we, everyone was screaming, sell him. Yeah, well, remember that? Story, it? I mean, it's mm-hmm. the de- he's, he's the best redemption story. Cause, uh, but that, that's why we love Alfie, because he's real. His life yeah. goes up and down. He's not just this, you know, perfect. You know, the, there are highs and lows, and, and that's like life, you know, and mm-hmm. that's why we, we absolutely love him, um, as well as his personality. And, and I think that's... Um, I think he does genuinely feel appreciated here. Jesus, he was very appreciated on Sunday when we see what happens when he's not there. Yeah. But, um, but, right, come on, people come on this show to cheer themselves <laughs> up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. come for this pish. So I've, I'll, I'll start you off with a story. Nice. <laughs> from my life, folks, right? So, the other if it night. It starts Sunday morning, I'm leaving. No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
Well, I'll do it. Thank you all. Sa- Thank Sally you. And says, that's a wrap. <laughs> yep. Sally says the, the flush on the downstairs toilet is broken. And I said, did you break it? And she said, no, no, it's just broken. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Always a, a just a mystery. Maybe one of the dogs did yes. it. I don't know. There was that. a rattle in the night and suddenly it was broken. Who knows? Some sinister force, as, uh, as Shane will know, but that refers to Al Haig's classic, right? Um, so, yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe maybe it was the devil himself. But anyway, she said. There, there, so, there, there was a cancer building in your downstairs bathroom, Dave. A cancer building. It was close <laughs> close to the presidency. And, uh, was it yeah. ghosts? Uh, and, oh. and, and, and basically what happened is uh, it raised 18 minutes of incriminating tape. But we, uh, Why are you so, taping your bathroom? What the fuck is. <laughs> Well, don't you? Uh, <laughs> but, but wait, she said, right, so you need to lift off the thing at the top of the system. You pull this. And it, I said, right, no bother. OK. And I loved she's explaining all this to me, what I need to do without realizing that. When it comes, uh, you know, when it comes to the downstairs bathroom, I'll go up the stairs for more solid pursuits of toilet. Correct. Right. OK, yes. I'm happy to do that. But. She's telling me what I need to do. Put my hand in this cold water and pull this and that flush it. Oh, so the, the, the change this off the arm? Rather than thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, change it. Rather than thinking, I'm just going to go outside and have a piss into her flower pots, okay? Mm. Now, I am a man. The world is our urinal, mm. okay? Toilets are, you know, fine, they're great, but... As if I'm going to go through all that hassle when it's right, our toilet's right at the back door. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to piss in one of her flower pots, right? She's got these really big loads of flower pots just out in the the, the back veranda. And so she came in there all night and I was walking back in. She said, where were you? I was having a pee. You you went outside for a pee? Yep. And uh, she's like, that's terrible. Why is it terrible? Garden's enclosed. I'm allowed to. You know, do you whip my sausage out? I didn't have a wank. That would have been offside, right? But uh, she's like, what about You don't like a nice wilderness wank? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Steve Irwin, as he was known. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, I'm going to annoy fuck out this crocodile. Shit, this crocodile. (laughs) You were the crocodile annoyer. Of course, one of them was likely to turn around and say. That's the interview with a crocodile. He got it in my eye, man. I'm sitting there. Minding my own business, up comes this Aussie dick, right, and starts <laughs> fucking padding about with me. So I ate him, and I would do it again. No, I'm I'm in the crocodile side there. But it was just the, the kind of women don't quite understand that guys have got a completely different standard of. I'm not going to go for a shit outside. That is offside, right? That one, mm-hmm. I'll have, and the toilet has been repaired since. But you know, for the sake of <laughs> five six hours. Yeah, I'm just going to go out. I mean, I'll need, what, two peas in that time. I'm just going to get side and hey. And then you're going to do the things that boys do, which is have fun with your whittling, right? You're not just going to, you're not just going to go and quietly. Try to spell your name. Right. You're going to try to spell your name. You're going to see how high you can get it. You're going to pick out targets and pretend that you're shooting them. Uh, you know, we can have so much more fun. Right. with our equipment that they can, I just think, because we've got a whole range of options that aren't available. Right. It's like playing duck hunt. With yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat um, the flush. Beat the flush. There were many times that my, my wife actually sanctioned my going to the bathroom outside. Um, and it was when we were trying to get the last pee out of the dog when he was a puppy. 
Oh he was, yes. He was yeah, marking his ter- he was marking his territory all over the backyard, and she's like, "Okay, I don't want to get up at, th- at three in the morning to let him out again. Here, let's see if we can get him to have a pee." And it's just like, "Come on, buddy, come on, buddy." And yeah, just put him out, and he stares at you. So you're like, "Motherfucker." Okay, so uh, what I would do then is, uh, you know, a couple of beers in the night. I'm like, okay, I know what I'll try. And I went straight to the back tree in the property and uh, proceeded to pee. And then the dog is like, the fuck are you doing? And then comes over, <laughs> looks at it, looks at me in disgust. And uh, then I back it off. And then he's like, wow, we can't have this. And off he goes to water and a nice restful sleep. Um, yeah. No, it's true because if they see you doing it, um, they go, "Oh, right, I need a pee." Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is actually a genuine tip. But don't say you don't learn anything on the crow pod, folk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Saturday night, I get asked to host a dinner for a Rangers supporters. Asking a pill. Yep. Happy mm-hmm. to do it, you know. And it was at the Kirk and Tell at Rangers Sports Club, well-known club over here. People know it. Brilliant, brilliant place. Brilliant, brilliant people. So um, went along, and you know did what i was supposed to do but i do want to just apologize because he's a listener to the guy who they, they did a raffle you know fundraiser mm-hmm. obviously sure, and it, put 10 pounds in an envelope and you know if you won then you get half the money that was in there but there were two prizes and one of them was one that they had asked me to donate which i did they'd asked me to donate this to give so one guy gets drawn out and he must have walked away with about 500 quid, right? I mean, it was worth winning. The second guy who gets drawn out so close won a ball shaving kit from Manscaped. Thank you. <laughs> now, he's up on the deal because it costs more than a tenner. So <laughs> the way I would look at it is that. But he was like, what am I supposed to do with that? I said, well, I can't think of another way to put this, mate. Shave your balls. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do with it. Right. And he's like, uh, and he said, he's like, I'm not never going to use it. I said, okay. you will. I said, you will get home tonight, and you'll be drunk, mm-hmm. and you'll be looking at this thing, and you'll be in the bathroom, and you'll leave it in the bathroom, and then you'll go through the later in the night, and you'll go, I wonder what this is like, and you'll just, I said, and you will wake up tomorrow, and your willy will look like Mister T. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have three words. If Can't another situation arrives, answer. give it here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't impress upon you enough that I am willing to take this off your hands for free merchandise. Please, for the love of Christ. After nine months, though, I have finally posted. They have gone. I have finally posted your Alan Partridge T-shirt and Shane's yes. 2010. <laughs> I might not be quick, but I get there in the end. Jesus, and that I, takes I, me I back to my wedding shirt night. Made and shipped from China. You could have fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> You could have had a season, right? There could have been a new right. bit out there. But I might not be quick, but I do get there in the end. And mm-hmm. uh, therefore, you should be getting both of these. And, and I even thought my wife, it turns out my wife, this is even worse actually. Oh, fuck, you're going to hate me. It mm-hmm. turns out that for Sally's business, she's got one of those things that prints, you know, like you don't need a stamp or you don't need to go to the post office except to drop it in. You just need to put the details in and the postage gets paid and taken from your bank account. Mm-hmm. So she said to me, she's like, right, what is it? I said, it's two shirts. And she said, value, is it, you know, more than 250? I said, no, no, well below that. 
And she said, yeah. right, okay, so do you want it sent second class? And I can only imagine what second class airmail must be like. Right? <laughs> it just puts the package in coach. It has no leg room. Yeah, it, it basically, <laughs> it's not, I think it'll be like the flight that Indiana Jones is on. Um, <laughs> where those, you know, like chicken uh, running so about. It's yeah. just all Ryanair. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I splashed out. I mean, it was her bank account, so. You know, thank her. So Thanks, it was first, first Thanks, class Alex. recorded, signed, all that good jazz, um, sent from her. So it, it, it's going and it's away. And I did, I, like I say, it's the same when people win, win prizes on heart and hand. You will get it. You just <laughs> might not necessarily get it when right. you think you're going to get it. It, it may be delivered posthumously. But you will get it. <laughs> but you will get it. You're, you're, uh, yeah, your, your relatives will receive this. Yeah, that, right. this thing will at one point arrive. It's just, mm. I think it's, I look on it as doing a civic virtue that in this hamburger fast food age that we live in, people have lost the, the gift of patience. I'm returning that gift to them. Right. By <laughs> making them wait for shit. Um, I love I love picturing the form that they have to fill out to get the prize from heart and hand. So, okay, name, address. Sweetie, who's the executor of our will? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Okay. Yeah. Children, next of kin to receive it <laughs> in the event that David doesn't post it for four years. But uh, the longest the longest recorded heart and heart gap actually was seven years. As a guy came up to me at a live show in 2019 and said, I want a T-shirt in 2012. And you never sent me it. So I turned into our merch stall, handed her a t-shirt and went, congratulations. <laughs> so seven years is my record. But he did get his t-shirt. That's the thing. Um, I, I get there and they end up. I'm kind of like, who's the slowest footballer you've ever seen? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a um, toughie, isn't it? Jesus. I mean, Kirk Broadfoot. Could, <sighs> Broadfoot was slow. Yeah. Be right Broadfoot. Uh oh, what's his name? Um, brisket. Brisket. Uh, that's from the We Are the People days. The big lad. Oh, the big Mexican boy. What was he? No, 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 no. Um, Herrera. He oh, was. Herrera. Oh, Herrera was horrible. He was slow. Or Fran Sandaza. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was all that about? I mean, he he, he was quick to answer his phone, but yeah. uh, would yeah. wouldn't sign for us in the Premier League? Would sign for us in the third division now? <laughs> that you know, a little bit odd of a chat. Yeah, he he was the slowest. Kevin Kyle, obviously from that. Kevin era. Kyle, that's the guy yeah. I couldn't think of. Yeah. I kept thinking Kyle Kinane and went, "That's not it." That's, that's not it. You know, the funny thing probably would have been quicker to fix David's toilet situation than than. Uh, Oh, well, but yeah. Big Eduardo though got the most of his time in Scotland. His Instagram is like a collection of Scotland's greatest tourists. But I mean, he he didn't <laughs> he, he didn't play much, but he did embrace his time here, which is sort of admirable. I that think. is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that well, and, that, and then yeah, Carlos Pena who suddenly found that somehow the UK has more cocaine available than Mexico, which was clearly <laughs> shocking to him. Which... I'm never sure signing somebody with an alcohol problem to come and live in Scotland is <laughs> going to be. Well, we, we were talking about this on because obviously there was that half wet at the game on Sunday who threw a bottle, right? And I mean, yeah. just the, the mm-hmm. level of moronism to do that. Yeah. That, yeah. You, you, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, well, it's not only can you hurt someone. Right, but you can hurt your own players 
yes. as well because there's glass on the. I mean, it's it's just don't. Also, right? you don't go to somebody's work and throw glass bottles at them. They Correct. are at work. You like yeah. you 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 wouldn't go into a fucking chip shop. And, well, I well maybe this guy would. I don't know. <laughs> well, but, well, I I don't think he would. I think you're right, and I think you know a large part. I, 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 Pretty sure normally wouldn't, and I'm pretty sure it's because he's been bevying nonstop mm-hmm. 24 hours. And yeah. it, it, it's hard because you try and explain to people the suicide drinking culture of Scottish people right. that you know people in Scotland look forward to funerals because yeah. it's an excuse to start on the bevy at like 9 a.m. Yeah. on a Tuesday, and you can get stuck right into it. So I'm not sure we're the healthiest environment really right. um, for people like that. Speaking of environments, right. Um, I've been thinking about who in our environment. See what I did there? Ah. Uh, so when, when did we start doing segues? Oh, ages ago. Um, okay. You know, well, we decided to, and I've just got around to it now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we'll get there in the end. But we, uh, <laughs> I've been watching, reading, and listening to the Godfather books, right? Nice. Yeah. Um, and there's some follow-ups. Did people know this? That there's some... Like after Mario Puzo died, there's that kind of you know Tom Clancy's op center style thing mm-hmm. where it's a book with the characters, but it's written by someone else, yeah. um, and they're actually quite good to be fair. But uh, it got me thinking about who's who in our world, right? Now, you two might argue with this, but I'm going to I'm just going to put it forward, and I think I'll make my case, and then you okay. can come in and challenge me, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can argue with it and leave it to that right obviously i'm michael right right because i'm vain selfish eagle and i keep all the money <laughs> so i'm michael shane clearly is sunny yes because <laughs> he is a temper the uh-huh. size of an atom that is yeah. ready to fucking blow at any given point. Mm-hmm. I'm loyal. God damn. Now, that sort of left you with Fredo, Todd. Right? I see. But I don't think you'd betray any of us. So you're mm-hmm. Hagen. Hagen? That could have been worse. Hagen, he's, he's calm, bad. cool. Yeah, collected. I'll take Duval. All right. I'll yeah. take Duval. Yeah. yeah. I'll take so Bobby you're, D. You're Tom Hagen. Now, then we've got to look around and say, right, well, okay. Okay, one quick question before we move on. I don't remember Sonny ever slapstickingly fall down a fire escape with a toilet seat around his neck. Oh, no, um, he was well known for that. He was well, you know, they just, okay. uh, it, didn't come up, it didn't come up much in the film. But Sonny Corleone, on his bike, all the cutting room floor. Sonny Corleone, right, on his bike, coming in, uh, uh, you're not going to believe it, I fell off my fucking bike again. Um, <laughs> that, that was a big part of a subplot that they just didn't have time yeah. for. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of fucking blood coming out of this. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, on, the, the, the movies were already three hours long. You, exactly. You can't, you can't really, you know. It would have been a great, like these days, there could have been a Netflix series, Sonny's Crazy Hospital Calamities. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be, it'd be like a, the Sopranos movie. It's just, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's young Sonny just, uh, just running into cars and stuff just like that. A hidden thing. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It, it would have been great, but yeah, you go back and watch it. And, and well, honestly, let, me, I, let me write that idea. 
Dumbass. <laughs> Pitch it. <laughs> Netflix have got a lot of money. <laughs> Pitch that shit. They'll pick it up. But it, it, you go back and watch the movies and they're so fucking great, right? I yes. mean, they're just absolutely spectacular. And why don't we make movies like that anymore where they, they look like that, right? No mm-hmm. no CGI. Where if you want to have a, a scene where there's a wedding with a thousand guests, you have to get a thousand extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to get costumes for them all, and it looked fucking well, well, And also, you know, you recorded on film, which yes, film, yeah. looks better. Right. Looks amazing. Yeah. It's got all now, that. Nowadays, it would be like, who CGI'd the oranges? Oh, this guy. Okay, good. Yeah. See, see, but the, the problem is now you get somebody that like tries to use the old style, you know, like use this 35 millimeter or something like mm-hmm. that. And, and then that becomes the talking point in the film. And then you end up with something like uh, uh, what the hell is the one DiCaprio finally won for? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is a fucking boring, terrible film. Mm-hmm. But it looks I, really nice. So I, that's all anybody can fucking talk about. There's like. Do you know, the, the, nothing worse in the first five minutes. He's mauled by a bear and then watches his son get killed by Tom Hardy. Yeah. And then he <laughs> crawls across the country for three hours very mm-hmm. slowly. And then he finally kills the guy. Yeah. Not a good film. Yeah. Very bad film. Can I Not- can I point you to someone? And, and if you're and if I, I think you guys would vibe into this, if you enjoy this particular genre or time frame of film, um, do you enjoy like the kind of horror comedy films from the mid eighties. Like your, yeah. your, your, um, toxic Avengers, your yeah. attack of the killer yeah. tomatoes, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I would like to point you towards director, Steven Kostanky, uh, Kostansky, uh, a lot of Polish letters. there that I can't go. <laughs> I talked with, I talked with him on my podcast the day that his movie psycho Gorman came out. G O R E M A N psycho Gorman. It is streaming out there. Go find it. It is catchphrasy. It is all practical effects. He did all of the monster art. It's all uh, oozy things. It's a lot of acid and headless dance. It's fucking gorgeous. Like, at the end of it, I was looking for the rewind button so I could take the video back to 501 video. It's (laughs) fantastic. It takes you right back. If you love any of those things. Go find Steven Kostansky, amazing director, and he gets it. He grew up on this stuff, and he's like one of those guys that just went, "I want to do this," you know. It's so he did, yeah. And he and and it's, it's always yeah. I, I can I can enjoy that. You, you can feel the love in the movie, and it's just it's so phenomenal, just so mm. great. Yeah, sounds, uh, it. sounds very much my cup of tea. Siblings yes. Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord who was entombed on Earth millions of years ago after a failed attempt to destroy the universe. You got it. Boom. That, see, that, that that's a proper movie. That's yes. it right there. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that to me is a movie. Oh, but... and hour 35. See? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's see a short-ass what... <laughs> movie. Well, see what I absolutely fucking despise, right? And I, I follow up my friend Gail about this. My friend Gail is a real movie person. You know this. Yeah, yes. friend, yeah, yeah. friend of you guys as well, right? And mm. she she, she goes to movies a lot. It's her hobby and yeah. a perfectly good hobby, right? Yeah. But she watches everything, right? Mm. And she'll come in and, and she'll recommend 
movies to well she's kind of given up with me now but she'll recommend them to uh, another friend of ours and i'll see them and she'll go david this is one of your movies that you'll hate and it's always always a film set in 1940s romania with a young girl going through her first menstruation who discovers life through the use of library books and it's like how the two fuck? hours and 50 two minutes, hours right? of, <laughs> of people looking sad in vienna and it's yeah. like the, the other thing, Bill Murray looking sad movies. See Bill Murray, I love, <laughs> I fucking love Bill Murray, right? Bill Murray is a genius. I love Caddyshack, I love Ghostbusters, I love Stripes, I love What About Bob, right? I yes. love Bill Murray movies. See Lost in Translation, Broken Flowers, <laughs> all that pish, where you've got three hours of Bill Murray looking quite sad as a woman walks by and says, hey Bill, how are you? And he goes, mm. fine. And that's it for three fucking yeah. hours. No, that's pish. And they win all the awards. It's always shite like that that wins awards. Nobody, for example, gave an award to Short Circuit. Um, and I think <laughs> they shouldn't. It's a shite movie. <laughs> what? It's, it's horrible. Short Circuit is horrible. Because I know, right? I know you're going you're to play the whole racist card, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't even think of that aspect of it. It's still shit. It is a horrible horrible movie well it is right but you guys know my prepared it's a horrible shit racist movie okay um but you guys know my propensity for shit racism movies. Like, i i still i still genuinely believe that down periscope with, Pe- with kelsey grammar should have won an oscar right yeah. i still genuinely believe that that is a classic movie yeah harland williams stole the movie he he yes. did. He was yes. great with his with his I've, his whale noises. I have I have performed with him. He is just like that. Oh, is he? Is he just genuinely like a bit that. eccentric? Yeah. Um right. he is just like that. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer looks a fun night out though, doesn't he? Ooh, well it depends upon when you get him. Yeah. I I, I sure. bet you if you got him at the, I bet if you got him at the start of the night and you'd brought your own stuff to share. Mm-hmm. Then right. you would have a fucking roller coaster of an right. evening. There's, there's, there's. It really depends on when you get him. You don't want to get him when he's in his suit spouting right wing propaganda. Yeah. What you no, do want to get? That would not be a fun night. No, you want the feather boa, leopard skin tights, roller blades, uh, walking a Bengal tiger. That's the Kelsey grammar that you want to hang out with for the Absolutely. evening. Absolutely. That is the type of thing that I'm into. Um, so yeah, I bet you that all these guys that are like you know sober and spouting. As soon as you get them, you know, again, Godfather, Senator Pat Geary, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's who these guys are in real mm-hmm. life, right? You know, they're, they're nice, nice suit, elegant, say the right sound bats for the camera. Then as soon as they get home, they've got a, a sex cauldron downstairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, every type of, of cocktail you've ever imagined, mm-hmm. you know, uppers, downers, all of that <laughs> shit. That's I'm what just, you're after. I'm just trying to picture what the size of a sex cauldron would be. Like, it would have to be Well, they shut down big. that place. Okay. Is it, oh, was that a place? <laughs> no, it's, it's in the... It's Krusty's. It's Krusty cr- sex cauldron. Krusty uh, sex, sex cauldron. I thought they'd shut that place down. Talking about S E X in front of the C H I L D R E N. Sex cauldron. Sex cauldron. 
By the way, that was uh, that was one of my favorite Tom Jones B sides. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was also his pacifist version of that sex protest. Yes. Um, <laughs> sex anti-war march. It didn't. It mm-hmm. didn't chart. When when uh, you were in Toronto, did you ever walk by the music venue, the Bovine Sex Club? Uh, I don't think so, and I okay. think I'd have remembered that. But yeah. <laughs> There were two places kind of like within uh, like spitting distance of each other is the Velvet Underground and then the Bovine Sex Club and uh, both both amazing places. I think I performed in, in the Bovine at one point. Um, it's a fun it's a fun joint. Fun joint. I've, speaking of Canadian music. Right. Um, yes. I just discovered that this is a thing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I test it. It does work for those of you who are on Twitter. There is an account, I'll just look it up just now and I can hopefully play you uh, what it does. There is an account on the Twitter um, Mm -hmm. machine that if you type in, (laughs) it's a bot, right? Okay. And if you type in the words one week, Ah. (laughs) have you seen it, right? Yep. Right. This bot, if you type in any context, right? If you type in one week, right? into it it's banned this thing it automatically follows you and it plays this I need a bot that gives me 30 seconds of Jimmy Barnes every time somebody <laughs> talks about Stuart Robertson. I would like one of somebody with uh, 80s um, pop band Transvision Vamp singing Baby I Don't Care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, just any like right. any any reply to me, mm-hmm. I should just automatically it should just pop mm-hmm. pop right back up with that. But yeah, that, so someone in the world has sat down right, yes. and taken time out of their busy life mm-hmm. to create a bot. Yes, which when it sees the one week plays a live version oh, of the bare naked lady singing mm-hmm. "Chicken to China," the Chinese chicken yep. repeatedly. Yes, I I, I admire that. That mm-hmm. to me is that's what we should all be doing with our lives. You, 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 you know, you know, uh, there's a company that might be able to help you build such entertaining things. It's called Rascals Creative. Oh, that's a, <laughs> I mean, that is a segue. You can find them at rascals-creative.co.uk for your mm-hmm. best both marketing events and all that kind of stuff. And of course, our friends Copeland Streetwear and uh, the famous go buy stuff from them. And Todd. Oh boy, What's uh, he doesn't have it. I don't have it yet. Give me a second. I'll let you know when I have it. I should have it memorized by now. Todd, Todd, Todd sells angry flags. So if you That's want right. to sense a flag. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am so waiting for the warmer weather so that the dude can get up on his ladder and start hanging him again. Like it'll be. Uh, yeah, no, I'm waiting for the guy down at the bottom. Of the... Well, I don't know now. I mean, does he just keep with the Trump stuff? Does he switch to the. To the snake flag. Yeah, like Does I wonder, like at what point are we getting full swastika? Yard? I'm not sure. When are we yeah. getting that? You yeah. know, because it's, like, it's, it's like, going to. What, what was that old college humor bit? Like, oh, I found this box of stuff in my my grandpa's attic. He was really mm-hmm. into Wolfenstein 3D back when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, it's like that line in extras. Like, where do you find all these swastikas? Oh, my man's <laughs> attic. Where do you find the twenty foot Nazi banner? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's these collectors in the UK. It reminds me of that Father Ted thing where he says, "Come and see my war collection." He goes in and it's like all Nazi memorabilia. And Ted says, "Um, do, do you have any?" Ally war memorabilia, and he said, "I oh, know Ted. I wouldn't be interested in that sort of thing." Um, <laughs> so it's always like G. Gordon Liddy. You know, people are like, "There's a BBC documentary." And they're oh, they're, what they, they, they filmed them in front of a case full of like rare guns. guns. It's like, well, yeah, because the room next to that is just filled with fucking Nazi memorabilia. He ca- he called <laughs> the the plumbers right, although that nickname stuck. He, the official name for them that he picked was Odessa. Right. Yeah. People will know is the <laughs> was a, a Nazi SS plan for after the war. It's a guerrilla mm, force yep. they wanted to do. Um, he also referred to his plans as uh, uh, meat and flagging, or as it's more popularly known, night and fog, which was a Nazi uh, tactic in the occupied countries where they would just disappear people um, to spread fear. Like literally, someone would be just, di- and you'd never find out what had no. happened to them. Um, so. That, but then when people said to Gordon Liddy, G. Gordon Liddy, you know, are you a Nazi? He said, no, no. And you're like, okay, well, the evidence I have, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, is pretty. Conc- I remember just someone asked, kind of trending one way here, G. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, I'm interested in World War Two, and looking around my room, I have no Nazi stuff. <laughs> it's possible to, you know, to be both, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Tom? I have breaking news, guys. I have breaking yeah. news. I don't know if you know this. RH Mortgages and Protection gets you the best mortgaging and protects you and your family. You should phone them at 07934-876-462. That's 07934-876-462. Look at That's that. Beautiful. So good at that. I mean. Hey, so I, I, I pinned this one. Up. You know, we weren't the only club having a bad Sunday. Right? But no. <laughs> Speaking of Nazis, some some waited until Monday, but I can't wait for this one. <laughs> well, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get this. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Portland Timbers one who decided. Uh, so the, the, there's this girl named uh, Madison uh, Shanley. I want to. It's S H A N L E Y. Could be Shanley. I'm gonna go okay. with Shanley. It looks more. Frankly, like Mrs. Shanley. Yeah, I don't give okay. a damn. Well, that's kind of what the Timbers said to her because. Um, so she's been singing the national anthem for them for like I don't a, a dozen years I think. Sure. I mean it's it's been a fucking minute, right? She's been yeah. doing this. Yeah. She wanted to wear a, a shirt that said "You knew," right? Which has kind of become the cry of everybody around the Timbers because uh, you know they they're okay with like sexual assault. Sure. Um, they pressured the wife of a player to mm-hmm. uh, uh, not press charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was recorded by her, you know, like the team's legal counsel telling <laughs> we would prefer if he didn't press charges. So, you know, a lot, lot, lot of issues. And also they, they employed a, a coach with their m- women's team who was um, hands-on, you know. Uh-huh. Right? It's not, these not... teams with green fucking shirts. Yeah, I tell you what, man. So anyway, so she's going to wear the shirt to sing the anthem. Uh, Mike Golov, who's who's like the president of business operations or something like that, I don't know, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's her biz grove, right? Instead of talking to her, calls her dad uh, on this 27-year-old grown-ass woman mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to tell him to tell his daughter to take this shirt off. <laughs> um, what a be, fucking wiener. It's embarrassing. 
And then when her dad says, why are you telling me? She's a grown woman. Yeah. He goes down to speak to her face to face. And (laughs) this is a direct quote from him. It's a difficult situation, but there wasn't pressure. We made it very clear repeatedly that it was her choice. (laughs) Nothing says no pressure like we told her 20 fucking times it was her decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't putting any pressure on her at Mm -hmm. all. It's uh, completely up to her. Completely up to her. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, the Timber, I just, that whole organization, man, they're just, oh, bad stuff. It's hard to disagree with with Todd's because it's evidentiary and I like that. I think when you put Mm -hmm. forward an argument, you should base it on evidence and Todd's evidence about green shirts. Yeah, that's, uh, look, that's empirical shit. Prove it it wrong. What color did Penn State wear? Uh, It depends on if your TV was fucked up, but but, hey, their field was green. Their field was green. So again, we're getting this this influence coming in. And uh, yeah, I I just, like I say, I I will always bow down to people who can build a case the way Todd did there using (laughs) the facts that are available to us and present a cogent argument. And that's what he did. (laughs) I pay attention and shit. Well done, Todd. (laughs) Um, I don't, and it's getting worse. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't, and it's it's absolutely getting worse. So, again, this thing on Saturday night, Tom phones me on the Friday who organises it, and he says, right, David, we've got this, uh, that, uh, and I was like, okay, yep, mm-hmm, okay. And I looked down at the notes because I, I was trying. I wanted it to work, you know. I wanted to be a good boy. And I looked down at my notes, and I'd written, Tom has phoned. And this is about 10 minutes into the call. <laughs> and he told me a lot of stuff. But what I'd been able to deduce from the call is that I went, Tom, he went, you're not listening, are you? I said, it turns out, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> is there any chance you could just write all this down for me? So when I went there on Saturday, he hands me like three fucking pages written oh, in huge, huge writing like with loads of extra. Do this. Say that. Introduce this person. Um, <laughs> and just all these notes. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, sometimes he needs stuff just laid out for you like that. It's, I you think know, it, it, it I, think, I think it's in, did you know that punning actually over punning is a recognized mental illness? Huh. Yeah. You can be addicted to making puns and making bad puns. I don't think I'm addicted to it yet, but I'm certainly, I'm certainly fond <laughs> of a terrible pun, I've got to admit. But yeah, partly over-punning is the sign of... So if you're somebody that, that repeatedly annoys your family by doing it, folks, uh, it turns out you might be a little bit of a whack job. David, you're, you're, kind, of, you're kind of sounding like David from about 18 years ago. <laughs> like I'm, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not addicted to it. I just really fucking like yeah, it. Yeah. I just really I fucking just, like it. I adore the smell of cocaine. I just. <laughs> I, my wife know. tried. We were sitting watching. Do you know that episode Duffless of The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Homer gets done with a DUI and has to quit. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So we were sitting because we watch Simpsons every night. Bit of a you know routine. Six o'clock. Uh, it was on and we'd watch it and I'd go to the pub basically. So we're sitting <laughs> watching that. And my ex says to me, she goes, "You couldn't do that, could you?" And I went, "What?" She went, "Go thirty days without a drink." And I can see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, of course I could. Are you saying I've got a problem? She went, yeah, uh, you do. You, right, okay, prove me wrong. And I said, no. And I'll explain why. I said, <laughs> because if I was to say, yes, I'll do that, it would only be to prove to you 
that I could do it, when you should trust that I would be able to do it. And therefore, I am not going to insult the foundation level of our relationship, a marriage based on trust, <laughs> by going out of my way so to while, prove... While you're please tell me that you were pouring a double rye as you were doing this. <laughs> prove, no, I was getting ready to go to the pub to prove something to you're, you. You're, you're, you're tying your shoes. Right? Yeah, I mean, literally, you know, so sticking this on the aftershave. This, this is what I, I want. <laughs> I want this soliloquy to go. And I, it's not a soliloquy because you're, you're doing it to her. But it's like this this entire uh, um, uh, speech to to have just as you're sitting cross-legged in your chair, clinking the ice in the cocktail <laughs> as you're <laughs> swirling it. Putting, making sure, because whenever I was going to the pub, I had to make sure that I had beer in the house so that if I came back, <laughs> right. so I'm putting bottles of beer in the fridge and I said, I could give up booze easily <laughs> if I wanted to, but I don't want to. So if I say that I am doing it when I don't want to, that's me admitting that I have a problem, which I don't. So therefore, if I do what you want me to do, I am actually giving in to the thing that you want to not be true. So it's better that we just go with my way rather than yours. To which she replied, fuck off, David. And she may have had a point. Look, one time we were, and a story you will like then, Todd, because it's very much that. I came in and I was the worst for wear, right, from the mm-hmm, night before. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly I was, the, 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 I was coming home at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning when I said I'd be home yeah. at you know, seven o'clock on the Saturday night. So I come in and she's like, fuck, say blah, 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 you know, you're a mess. And I said, I wasn't really drinking. And she went, you stayed out all night. I said, yeah, but I wasn't drinking. And then it got heated. And I went, "That what? I'll show you drinking. And I picked mm-hmm. up, <laughs> yep. And I picked up a bottle of Jack Daniels and I just fucking downed as much of it as I could. That right. was a terrible move in hindsight. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back. So I felt immediately ill, right? Because you're not yeah. supposed to drink. Basically, I've been no. three quarters of a bottle of Jack and a winner. And, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't be sick. I couldn't. So I'm trying to... No, argue, you, no you gotta... Ooh. I'm sorry. So I'm trying to argue while keeping the sick down. And then I thought, <laughs> I'm going to have to... up. She needs to storm by, out. By the quite. way, that is one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs. <laughs> I got my sick down. I keep the sick down. I keep the... I'm not, I ain't giving her the satisfaction. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought, right, I need to move this argument. I participation. I need to move this argument up to her storming out sooner than it should. Because it's going to end inevitably in her storming out. Uh-huh. Right. So why don't I just get there quickly? So I remember I said something that the absolute trigger line, right? And I only use this for special occasions. While holding the kind of sit down and saying, I feel fine, I feel great. I mean, you're turning into your mother. Yes. There we go. (laughs) Nuclear fucking weapon. Right. And off she stormed. I watched her leave, shouted at the door. I don't come fucking back. Immediately walked into the toilet and chunded. Yeah. this was a, I mean, there were there were meals from 1986 coming out, right? There was like, you know, like long defunct food chains uh-huh. products were were coming out of me. I'm sure a bit of fibia and tibia came out sure. in this particular spew. But as I lay there in the bathroom floor, unable uh-huh. to move in last night's clothes, I was bathed in a sense of triumph because <laughs> I had won. Yep. And then blurted out the last line from the Proclaimers song, and I won't turn it like my dad. <laughs> I like my dad. <laughs> I like my dad. Oh, that's the that's that's the their song. Uh, Don't turn out like your mother. 
All right, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. well, I mean, again, you know, I have turned out like my mother, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. the, the, the problem is, is my mum would admit she's quite, she's quite evil as well. So, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But no, it, it's just, it's, it's such a great line. As soon as you find out that that's the, the base fear of your partner is that they'll turn out of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if, like me, you like your parents, so they can't yeah. turn. Oh, you're turning into your dad. Great. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great for everyone concerned? He's yeah. such a lovely man. I there are so many moments now where because my dad is turning eighty in a matter of days, and there are so many times where I'll do something, and I'll go mother fuck and i've just I've turned I've turned into my my dad's a a, a church minister and I've turned Jesus. Into, yeah, I've turned into my dad, but <laughs> exactly. with more fucking swears. It's just <laughs> amazing. I um, hope you take over the family business one day. And <laughs> I hope you're up there on the yeah. lectern and saying, and lo, it was written that mm-hmm. we must turn now to page two. Ah, motherfucker! I just Fuck. can't <laughs> fucking... How Where's my fucking... fucking notes? How sharp are the fucking pages on these cunting Bibles? <laughs> <laughs> I would pay money for that. Gold leaf, my fucking ass. Yeah, dude, fuck's sake. <laughs> Look <laughs> after the meek. I was meek as fuck today. See you. That's mm-hmm. That would be great. Uh, speak, speaking of uh, career launching, I've, I've decided something. I'm Because uh, Bandcamp did the uh, wave the fees again. Oh, so yeah. uh, yeah. so uh, I, I punted that out and said, hey, if you haven't got my album, all the money goes to me. So that was fine. Thank you. <laughs> you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've decided, uh, uh, for my next album, I have got, uh, I figured out that I've got to do some more marketing around it because it's, it, you can't just like put out an album and just sit back and wait for the accolades to come in. I'm not going to win a Juno that way. So I've decided, <laughs> uh, as soon as I release the album, um, I, I really have to start flashing my willy about. Yeah. And then. Yeah, yeah, and only then well, will thank, I thankfully, the I mean, accolades that I deserve. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter told us that they created a grand, a brand new a Grammy category <laughs> <laughs> when Louis C.K. Won, won the Grammy for quote first special since sexual misconduct allegations. Yes, so I am I really, hoping to get nominated next year. I really don't think that should be a category. I said at the time that, that there, was I, there's way too many awards these days. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah. and, and everyone can win one. Yes. You know? And then well, it's going to infect the Latin Grammys, and that's no good. And, yeah. Will Smith won, of course, the uh, first Oscar after slapping Oscar host. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, that that, that, that I'm just far too. Uh, it, far was, it was, it was, it was uh, there was a girl from Rockford who won uh, for some category. I don't know. You know, that sounds what, like what, a really? That what, sounds what, like a dirty shame. That sounds no, like it, it, was, it was, it there was, was a, a girl from Rockford who won. Best, best adapted <laughs> soundtrack or so it had something to do with that Bridgerton show on, on okay uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know and then uh my buddy uh, uh sketch he works for um uh, what the hell is it she won like best new uh, Rodrigo or so I don't know she's some young Latin American singer mm-hmm. pop it's good. something it's good. whatever it's good to see you keep up with your friends' interests you know, and hobbies uh, as look, much as I, I do. He knows I don't know new music, and, <laughs> and much the same. He left a great job working at the theater here in town because it was a two-year contract that pays a shit ton of money. So he's out, you know, coordinating her tour production. 
mm-hmm. because it's a two-year contract worth a shit ton of money. He knew nothing about who the hell this person was. <laughs> it's my yeah. impression of Shane here in an 808 in a track. What the fuck's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, uh... There was a there was a good one here. I, I, I don't even want to get into Ukraine because you know we've entered like the mass killing stage yes. of war, and it's very hard to, hard to make jokes about that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Victor, but here we go. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> Victor Orban, you know, the other the nut job in uh, Hungary, Hungary, there, mm-hmm. yeah, d- declared victory over six foes in his speech. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think my, my friend Dan O'Sullivan broke down these six categories for me. So the first one was quote the left at home. Yep. So Jews. Okay. Uh, the second one was the international left abroad. Jews. The Jews. Jews. Third one, Brussels bureaucrats. Jews. 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 Fourth, George Soros. Oh, Jews. Jews. Jew. One Jew. Yeah. Okay. By the way, we are not saying these people are Jews. We're saying he's saying. Yeah. These no. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Five. Five. The international media. Definitely, so, that's what he's going definitely. for. And yep. number six, uh, the you know Zelensky. So. Oh, absolutely. That's Jew. genuine. Yeah. So I yeah. think although, although also a Nazi. Don't forget. Jew, mm-hmm. Jewish Nazi. A Jewish right. Nazi, yeah. Didn't we all just want at the end of the list and Ellen DeGeneres? Like, didn't we just? <laughs> Jordan Revels. <laughs> God rest her filthy soul. God rest her filthy soul. You know, uh, oh, just, you know Orban is an absolute fucking headcase. But it, it's difficult because you, you try to be culturally sensitive in a way, but I, I think at this stage of the game, it's difficult for people in the West when we hear about Hungary and you know mm. such countries to not go, but at it again. Yep. Because they have I, a long. By, by ha- the way, here goes my uh, monthly: Are those actually air raid sirens, or are they testing them? Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, one week it won't be. <laughs> and I think we'll all we are we are all preparing ourselves. But what a fucking podcast that will be, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to get that one out, David. You might, you might have to do the production. I'll take it for me. God, if if his internet shuts down in the fucking rain. Yeah, (laughs) that that'll definitely get his top five. (laughs) If if we have a live nuclear annihilation on the show, I have zero doubts. Yeah, here's here's the difference. Like when when we lived in Toronto. on Shaw Street, where I live, just north of the the park where I'd walk my dog, there was an air raid siren. Like we had one, like right downtown Toronto. You look up and go, "Oh fuck, that's an air raid siren." That's kind of fun. Um, in suburban uh, Ottawa, no, there's like when it happens, it'll just be us with coffee cups in hand, looking at the horizon, going, "Ooh," like that's that's what our warning will be. It will be, "Ooh, that shouldn't yeah. be." I'm not, I'm oh, not even no. sure we're the one in the neighborhood. I mean, well, I got a general idea just based on hearing it. But see, the problem, you know, we, we took the civil defense sirens and then, like, reapplied them to be used as tornado sirens, mm-hmm. which <laughs> doesn't really work unless you're outside, mm-hmm. um, which people still don't seem to understand because they'll be, oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't hear the sound. Well, no, you were, you were indoors, although this one is very loud. That's a, uh, that's a first that really kind of came That's a good us. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think the wind changed directions there. <laughs> I have a, a viz letter that deals with this. I'll just read to you. It says, uh, 
Dear Viz, my neighbours are constantly telling me to turn off my siren, which I keep going at full tilt 24 hours a day. They've even threatened to call the police if I don't switch it off. However, I don't feel any obligation to accede to their request as it's not a siren, it's actually a 200 decibel klaxon. As everybody knows, <laughs> a klaxon is completely different to a siren because it goes aruga, aruga, as right. opposed to <laughs> 24 hours a day. If they would only ask me to turn off my klaxon, I'd be perfectly happy to oblige as it does make a fucking awful rock. <laughs> 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 Gorgeous. Uh, Gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's let's do some questions before. Yeah. God, I think these are turn It's about fucking time that these guys end up keep with some content. These listeners. Uh, so, yeah, I know. It's so-called so so listeners. Yeah, listeners. yeah, yeah. Fans. Yeah. So-called. I love that <laughs> phrase. So-called. My favorite one of that was uh, I remember when I was at uh, university and we had this professor who was. Um, uh, you know, quite. You know how historians do tend to be either left wing or right wing. Yeah, uh, right. This one was right wing, right. And before anybody gets on, oh, education is full. Of, yes, it is. There are lots of Marxist lecturers, right? But this particular one was right wing, and uh, he used the phrase "so-called Bolsheviks." And I was, right. like, <laughs> I was like, well, they weren't so-called. They were called the Bolsheviks. That was their name. And he's like, well, yes, I suppose so. Um, and I was like, you know, that, so, that's about like saying these so-called police. No, yeah. if they are actually the police, then they're the police, right? They're the police, well, yeah. If I dress up in in a police uniform and say I'm the police, then yes, that's so-called police. Yes. But yes. Um, yeah, no, you're not allowed to do that. Today's so-called Bolsheviks would be called binos. <laughs> Bolsheviks in name only. Name only. Well, yes. people have. People have often referred to me as a, a champagne socialist, where in fact Aye. I'm more of a, a Bollinger Bolshevik. There you go. <laughs> That'd be a Moe Marxist. Yeah, you could be a Moe Marxist. Yeah. yeah. By the and way, champagne you... socialist is one of my least favorite Oasis songs. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get a uh, if you can get a good one for View of Clico, by the way, Todd, that's that would be very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Got, I, I took the easy Bollinger. He took the easy Moe. If you can get one with you, I'll be heartily impressed. <laughs> he's got 25 minutes. Neil Buchanan wants to know. I do. He's, he's, no, he's just sitting there sketching. Uh, <laughs> Neil wants to know. Give a vote to all the, 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 the leagues and the SPFLs. Blah, 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 blah. To clubs of all leagues, the SPFLs way of telling us they don't want VAR without saying they don't want VAR. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. If you notice how they they change the votes and also now, the now, was, it has to be seventy five percent at each level, correct? Yeah. Whereas okay. if you look at we want to shut down the or we want the winter breaky earlier, top league and it's majority simple majority, right? We mm-hmm. want to hand Celtic a title, right? Mm-hmm. All four leagues needs to be sixty percent. Every it's always changed and slated to get the result they want. I believe the term for it is gerrymandering. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. It's like yeah. some of the districts you guys it happens over here, but not to the degree I well, I'm, you know, to, to go back to our buddy Victor Orvin there, despite his party only winning like thirty one percent of the vote, 
Yeah. They've got like 75% of the seats. So. Go, go and have a look, folks. Just type into Google gerrymandered states in the US, right? Oh, no, some no, of it is absolutely great. awesome. It's fantastic. All over the place. Yeah. I mean, there'll be ones where it's basically like a small, thin strip for about eight miles. Then yeah. it opens into a circle. Then it veers off left for yeah. about 10 miles. And then it's another small circle. And they call that a district. And it's, like, it's about 300 miles from tip to tip. It's not a district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. just carefully done, and that's what the SPFL do with us. So yeah, it's absolutely look. We we don't want bar. I mean, I, I just but uh, you know to go back to my my previous point, it won't solve anything because the officials are still awful. Yes. We saw one Kevin Clancy's wonderful showing uh, early in the weekend, but two I, I don't and look doesn't really change the outcome. I don't know. You know, best case we somehow. Yeah, but the uh, foul, I mean, the foul on goals is clearly foul on goals since a penalty, but right, yeah, and Collins right. clear sighted six yards away. Just to say he's not together, no, cannot, I, I, that VAR will not fix this stuff. I, and yeah. also, I mean, you know, here's, here's the, the good news though for folks um, Kevin Clancy is retiring in the summer. Oh, yeah, so Lord. it's not, not all bad news, no, here on, here on Walton's Mountain. I mean, I uh, th- that fucking the handball in, in the match yeah. is calling. Or the guy dives to the ground and sticks his arm out to slap the ball away. Mm-hmm. Clancy's looking directly down the barrel at it. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's fine. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He didn't mean to do it. <laughs> when you're so bad that the SFA are saying, I think you should retire this summer, yeah. then hey, you let's, are let's bad. Let's just go ahead and, uh, yeah. yeah let's yeah. just, you, you're being you, retired. You're graceful, graceful exit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you're bad at your job. He's, yes. he's going to a lovely farm in the Highlands. Yeah. <laughs> he can live out his days. That's yes. a, Kevin's going to live on a farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then every third week is like, well, got to replace them windows again. Can I, can I can I visit Kevin, Daddy? No, he's with his no. new owners now. <laughs> he's in a better place. You don't want to confuse him. Come on. Yeah, he's, he's in a better place. Oh, uh, Graham Curry wants to know a Florida man highlighting how mental America can be. God, we haven't done Florida man for a while. Yeah, no, no, it's been quiet. Uh, well, you know, he's, well, he's I, I, uh, Florida man signs bills. I mean, Florida, Florida <laughs> man's all throughout the world now, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, is anything bonkers happening in American sport like gluing shutters closed and throwing bottles onto the park? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, any... well, we've always got pitch invaders, although usually, but, you know, they just kind of run around for a minute and then get horribly, horribly wrecked by some uh, off-duty police officer. Look, um, I I criticize America as our sort of idiot dwarf nephew, right, who <laughs> has gone out on his own and has made a right cunt of it. But I do think we need to hold our, our British listeners, I think we need to hold our hands up here and say that if we're saying... We have the odd crazy incident in the UK. They piss all over us for right. volume <laughs> yeah, yeah. and craziness level of everything. So you know, yeah. uh, like like we. Well, hey, it's a, hey, it's a good thing though. The UEFA they want a opening ceremony to the Champions League final now because you know the Super Bowl has one. Why, why shouldn't the Champions League final have one? Yeah. The only reason You're I'd welcome. Up, the only reason I'd be up for that is that they have to get in like an industrial band to do it. Like uh, Todd mentioned, they, it should, if they get front two four two or Nitzer Ebb or nine inch nails, 
Right. I'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch. But it has to be. They're not allowed a pop act, right? We all know it'll be fucking Pitbull. It's always fucking yeah. Pitbull. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. Goes without saying. That's who it'll be. But they should be forced at gunpoint to have Trent Reznor on to do the hand that feeds. If they do that, I'm, I will be bang up for it. Yep. I, you know, there, there, there was, like, in the MLS Cup final that uh, our boy James Sands won there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, with New, New York City's opening goal in Portland. Again, Portland, really on a high note here in this episode. Uh, two fans fired quite full aluminum bottles at the players. Oh, one good. striking one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that, that, that shit happens. Although we don't. I mean, I'm obviously this guy snuck a glass bottle in, but you know that's that's not good security either. You, you really can't get stuff in the parks over here because uh, you know that's how the terrorists win. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't uh, want terrorists winning. No, no. Well, no, we don't. <laughs> they did on Sunday, and I've been down ever since. <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's it's not a bad it's not a bad thing at all. No, we we we. we we laugh in the face of of terror. I mean, because look, honestly, lads, right? Who's braver than us when it comes to this sort of thing? Mm. Us on the pod? Yeah. Oh. Who, look, look, I mean, we are we are rock hard alpha male <laughs> types. First of all, how did you know? Secondly, yeah, no, we, 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 I mean, I, I haven't been punched for a couple months. So. That's true. If there was a if there was a war, right? I'd end up somehow safe running it somewhere. I don't know how it would just happen, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas good, honest, decent people like Cammy would end up getting shot in the first wave, mm-hmm. right? That's that's yeah. how wars work. It's always pricks like me that survive them. Called conscription. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas I would, I would either be, I've been thinking about it, like what would I have been in the war? I would either have been a general, but like a non-fighty general, you know, not mm-hmm. a pattern, like one of the guys at, at Oh, you'd, you'd be in the room moving the, the boats in, uh, and locks I'd be in on the, the room, Yeah, I'd be moving yeah. the pins, right? So I'd either be doing that, or I think I'd be a black marketeer. Sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, basically selling things that are huge. But I think I'd either be, like, um, General Melchett and Blackadder or Mr. Burns. I think we did the two, the two right. roles. Anything that kept me off the front line. There's a great Billy, a very old Billy Conley album now. But it's it's if people might know which one it is, and if so, if you could point me in the direction of it, I think it came out in the late seventies, where he talks about his old regiment, the Queen's own Royal Deserters. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and their their motto is "fuck this for a game of soldiers." I'm yeah, off nice. stage. <laughs> <laughs> God, there, there, we were fuck. Who's I? Ta- I was talking to somebody the other day because we were. You know, the Falklands thing that came up, and then we were talking about other events throughout Lifetime and whatnot. Mm. And it dawned on me and terrified me because, you know, the, this is the thing, like, what, World War II was 45 years ago, right? Mm. This is, <laughs> that's what it was. Right? <laughs> 9-11 is twice as close to the dissolution of the Soviet Union as it is to right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Fucking crazy. Nine <laughs> eleven was eleven years after or ten years, sorry, after the final dissolution of yes. the mm-hmm. But ten yeah. years, two thousand and one, and is now twenty one years later. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I mean that this stuff Whereas, is see, but up. in my head that happened like a week ago Tuesday. World War <laughs> yeah. World War Two was forty five years ago. The sixties yep. were thirty years ago. 
Punk was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Reagan was president about five years ago. Grunge was about <laughs> six minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And, Trump's still yeah. president. Weird. Trump, Trump to me is still at fucking WrestleMania four. Yeah. <laughs> Waving to. Waving to the the crowd as he's introduced as the owner of the plaza. That's who mm-hmm. Trump is to me. Man, see, um, I tried to watch. Oh. Mania. Yeah. First one it. I missed. Well, not because I missed the last couple, but um, that's me off it now for about two years. And the boys, God love them, all say, "Are you going to watch this? Is happening? That's happening." And I'm like, no. Nah. I just wow. he pissed me off too much after a lifetime's fandom. At the end, I was just like. I actually think Vince is consciously trying to insult my intelligence. He's pushing to see <laughs> how far I will go before I'll go, no, fuck this. And I just get fed up wasting three or four hours a week on stuff I didn't enjoy. That actually made me angry. Mm-hmm. Just not, I, I can't, like, physically it's hard to watch. Yeah. Like, the, like all the cut angles and, the, like, the camera never stops. I want, I want the fucking camera angle from the side. You know, with, with Bobby Heenan making, you know, Joe and shit like that. And occasionally you go to like the low camera angle down mm-hmm. down on the ring floor. But that's it. I want yeah. I want the one camera angle from the side of the ring. That's it. Not 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 all this shit. Not all the cut shots, quick zooms, pans, all this crap that just. Oh, my. It, like it, it gives you motion sickness watching that shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus, I don't know who the fuck any of the guys are. So. That is the other thing. And yep. they're, they're also. They also don't like one of the things I loved growing up watching wrestling was that you know there was loads of guys that were weird looking guys. You had your hands, you know, you had your Nash and your your Razor Ramon and whatnot, and the, the, mm-hmm. the good looking guys, right? Fair enough. But you had these evil looking motherfuckers, right? Whereas everyone who wrestles now looks like a Ken doll. Yes, yeah. you know they're, they're yes. six foot four and above, perfectly yeah, yeah, chiseled. There, there, there's no berserker. There's, there's, there's none yeah. of them. I, re- I remember that, that when was the fun. earthquake was the Canadian earthquake. Yes, okay, yeah. yeah, that's yes. when he first. But these guys were fun, you know, and it, it yeah. was strange and wonderful and colorful. Now you've got the who are all much better wrestlers than the guys I grew up. Don't get oh, me wrong, right? They mm-hmm. can they can work at a pace. They can you know do amazing athletic things. Although that's another thing that there's you know the flippy floppy shit. As, yeah. as your man mm-hmm. Bret Hart called it, um, yeah. you know, after a wee, I don't. If I want to see a, a trapeze artist, I'll go at the circus. Well, that's the, the, right. they're all yeah. like every single one of them is like the early one, two, three kid. Right? Yeah. Every yes. single one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just fucking. Just give me a guy that can put out a fucking sleeper hole good like Ted DiBiase. Yeah. All right, give me that. But mm-hmm. well, I'd much rather watch a character like. The million dollars. This is old man show oh, yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. by the way. Fuck but yes. uh, give me a guy like that. I mean, Ted DiBiase to get you to fucking hate him. All he had yeah. to do was laugh. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all he had to. Jake the Snake scared the shit out of me, and I've mm-hmm. watched those promos to see if it was just because I was a kid. Sat there oh. for two minutes trying to get a snake to latch onto Randy Savage's he, arm. Yeah, on yeah, a yeah. Saturday morning wrestling. Podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the blood pushes out, and it was great because it showed you as a kid. Yeah, there's bad people in there, and Jake's. Jake's interviews, no shouting, no ranting and raving, no. Nope. And by the end of it, you were like, I am fucking terrified. I've got chill. And I've watched him <laughs> back to see, yeah, well, I was a kid. No, he's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Admittedly, that's what happens when a guy who's completely coked yeah, out. Guys like Rick Rude kids. that reminded you, like, all your dad's horrible drunk friends. Yeah. You know, like, you had everything going. Yeah. You had I hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. Oh. Bring in a two by four. I just look at this guy. He's like, what a fucking tool. That's my guy. Yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man, good mm-hmm. shit. Big Very boss good man. Shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew where you were with these guys. Now they're all, and they've all got names that are 
Like one of the things that really put me off the WWE at the end was WWE language, right? Because mm. Vince hates certain words, and he's you know so powerful that he can get. So nobody speaks like a real human speaks. It's all no. this WWE speak, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they've all got names like Troy Starbuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, Amazon Big Boot, and, and it's like no, no, that's, that's not a real name, you know. You know. Well, and that's why when you actually get somebody like CM Punk, who was, mm-hmm. was a real, good, yeah. tactical, very fun to watch wrestler, who didn't do all the frilly shit and just did yep. everything amazingly well, right. they cut a good promo, yep. and he just hated Vince. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was it. That's it. That's why favorite wrestlers the last ten year, Punk and Daniel Bryan, and why mm-hmm. because they didn't look like this fucking cookie cutter, yeah. exact you know, production mm-hmm. line bullshit. Um, but I, you know, it's just they've killed it. They've killed, like everything. They've ruined it. Everything's been ruined since. I've said it before and I'll say it again. See, we should have just fucking stopped the world in 1993, and everything was fine then. We knew where yeah. we all were, right? Rangers were brilliant. Had a nice mm-hmm. Adidas strip. Everything was great. We, you know, I, I just, think there's a couple I, of subcultures that might disagree with you, but yeah, yes, I see the points. I, I, I had states in Eastern Europe that might have some issues around this, but yeah, okay. Yep. I am not the fucking tourist representative from shit town country that nobody visits, right? Bring back the Soviet <laughs> Union because it makes World Cup qualification easier for for Scotland, right? <laughs> Bring back the so I'm fed up losing to Estonia and pish like that. So fucking right back to that, and just let's let's just get a world. And again, I've got a cheap morning about Vince creating his own world because, as you guys know, right? I've got a fairly insulated. You know, I live in my house, right? And I never go out, and I only have to deal with you know my friends, basically guys like you, right? So um, I I have a cheek to talk about. I have essentially stopped the clock at 1993. With the exception of Rangers, <laughs> nothing current passes into this. Well, house. David, I have good news for you. Putin is trying his best. That's, <laughs> I thought you guys broke up. That's what we wanted you to think. <laughs> Mark Boyd wants to know, where are the bastards required to win regularly in Scotland for our side? And also, what's your favorite knob joke? Oh. That's that's quality crowbot questioning right oh. there. Oh, that. I, I I I mean, well, I've been saying it since. Well, we didn't have a main more. I, I would kill for someone like Ian Ferguson in this side. Yeah, but, and by uh, the, but before anybody says Lewis Ferguson is not Ian Ferguson, no. Just before. But I do get that. And I think it's a lesson to take the last, you know, 15, 20 years that if you look at the teams that won leagues, they were shit in Europe because they had yeah. guys who were limited technical players, who but who got it and who could scrap and fight. I mean, the most talented team between Walter's team in 2011 and this current Rangers team, this current Rangers team are much more talented, much technically yeah. better than them. You know, there's a couple of guys in that side, like Yelovich, maybe Naismith, but overall, who would win the league between these two sides? Not even fucking close. Mm-hmm. Walter's team would have had the league wrapped up against this Rangers team by March. Yeah. Right, because they knew how to win, and the but then we went to Europe with the exception of a couple of runs in Walter's time. We we just we didn't have the technical ability to compete, so it's a tough one. It's like I'm not sure. You see if somebody achieves the Nirvana of having a really strong, and it's not just us. Look at Rodgers at Celtic, fucking joke in Europe. They were winning all. Okay, also yeah, I mean that, 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 it's been so long since they won a knockout tie that 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 streak can drink. Yeah, yeah, 2003. 
Um, so I, I and, and, they, and they've also been knocked out of Europe three times in the season, twice in that span. Is there a just incredible. I, I, is there a way to marry the two together? I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I. No joke. <laughs> Ian Ferguson. That's all I want. <laughs> Find me one. Fucking okay. hell. Um, can I? Uh, I'll give you my knob joke, right? All right. Man, man walks into a doctor, mm-hmm. and the doctor says, looks at him, says, "I'm baffled by your orange penis." And uh, the man says, "Yeah, it's just a bit of a wasn't expecting that, you know." And he yep. says, uh, "It's maybe related to your work. What do you do for a living?" He says, "I'm unemployed." He's like, "Okay, well, what are your hobbies?" He says, "Don't really have any." He goes, "I tend to just." Sit in the house all day eating Cheetos and masturbating. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, the guy walks in the doctor's office and the, you know, doctor's uh, you know, examining him and everything. The guy goes, uh, doctor goes, man, you you really you gotta stop masturbating. The guy goes, why? Goes, well, because I'm trying to give you your examination, man. Yep. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Took me a minute there, but I'm quite, uh, yeah. Fair play. Uh, I don't have one specifically about uh, knobs, sadly. What? You're a comedian. I know, but I don't have. I, I have a lot about mine. Um, <laughs> uh, guy comes. I, this is not a dick joke, but it's uh, it's uh, dick adjacent. Um, dick adjacent. Guy is uh, constantly having um, problems trying to get his wife to come. Every time he tries to have sex with her, he, he can't get her to come. So he goes to the doctor and says, how do I do this? How do I, how do I fix this? And uh, he goes, well, uh, a lot of women get overheated. So what you need to do is find a guy that you trust, you know, one of your friends, and get him to fan you guys with a towel. And maybe that, that'll help cool her down, and then she'll be able to concentrate, and then she'll you know, be able to come. So he's like, okay. So he calls his uh, his uh, next door neighbor, uh, comes in and uh, describes what he needs to do. So he's sitting there and he's fanning and he's he's trying to get her coming. He will not come. She will not come. She will not come. And then he's like, Jesus Christ, you're fanning us all wrong. Give me the towel. You get in here. So as soon as his neighbor starts uh, having sex with her, she comes instantly. He goes and he goes, see, that's how you fan a fucking towel. So, <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> So, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, and wait, by the wait, way, wait. the only Vuv yes, Clico thing show. I could come up with is Vuv Clico Manifesto. That's <laughs> not even, that doesn't even work. That's not, that's not even a thing. That's not even a thing. <laughs> they would reject that on Off the Ball. Uh, you would that reject would never that. make the Champagne 11. By the way, can I just say that that, that there is possibly the best insult. I am going to nick that. They would what? reject that on off the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is fucking beautiful. See if you want to say something as a very low standard, then that. <laughs> Superb. Fuck it. All right, oh, that's I got one. I got one. I got oh, one. This God. is right. this is not mine. This is not mine. This is uh my friend Jimmy Pardo's joke. Um he uh, uh, he uh, had to had to babysit uh, the um, uh, the the his uh, his uh, neighbor's kid, and uh, he's like, okay, fine. And it's like as it takes him through. He's like, he'll have his bath, and then he'll have a drink, a juice cup, and then he'll go to bed. So he's giving the kid a bath, 
and uh, he, uh, he's, he's going to the bathroom. He goes, uh, do you have a penis? He goes, why, yes, I, I do have a penis. He goes, uh, is yours like mine? And he, the kid points to his penis. He goes, oh, God, I can't believe this. Like, no, my penis is not like yours. He goes, why isn't it like yours? You see, well, your penis is uh, uncircumcised and my penis is erect. <laughs> that's good that is good saved it and it wasn't even mine so there we go that, jimmy Parker, that, look him up that is good that is good uh, on you in the headline of the week report you could just lose an arm one day <laughs> it's true i sent you a couple this week that uh yeah, that, that's... I would like consider yes. just, and maybe it's the non-parent in me, but uh, yeah, I, I like first of all, new mother confirms childbirth most rewarding experience a desperate attention seeker with no personality can go through, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is <laughs> increase, increasingly worried man has yet to come across any guacamole in burrito. <laughs> <laughs> There was one, one of their video ones. It was like security camera catches porch thief stealing Amazon delivery driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just walks up and grabs the fucking guy. The uh, one I submitted this week was hike with neighbors through ravine. Enjoyable despite not finding missing child. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Thank you for having the union back. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. Football, this I, well, we're gonna win in Europe because you know, sure, the league's over. They will Why pull not? us back in. This is what they do. They'll pull yes. us back in, and then they will expertly they they'll build our hopes up, and then they will expertly, straightforward shatter them, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. destroy them in the most professional hope destroying manner you can imagine. Yep, it's what they do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fun. God great nice. it's, it's weird being in like the the this is like bizarro early 90s mm-hmm. is what this is yes. yeah it's it's uh, <laughs> when it is not it? yeah 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 i don't know for all for all, for all the young team here you go just just, <laughs> just turn it all around exactly and, and now you know what everything was like for us back then so Todd, you can find all his stuff at heyitstva.com find him on twitter at heyitstva what's coming up uh, write them up as far as I know is still on. Hey, aren't the hospital uh, rates for COVID going up? Shut up. We still have it uh, on the 30th of April, Saturday, <laughs> if you're in Toronto. Write them up is on. Uh, and uh, my friend Guled Abdi is uh, on the show. He was a writer for the CBC sketch show Tall Boys, oh. uh, which you can see on CBC Gem. I don't know if it's geoblock, but give it a look. Uh, those guys are great. Him and Tim Blair and a couple other guys I know uh, did that sketch show. And it's a really good episode. Enjoy it. Oh, comedy above the pub. Go find it. You bet. It. David, of course, everything at heart and hand. Find him on Twitter, Ivex Rocks. David, thank you. Enjoy your trip, assuming the ticket office actually <laughs> knows what now. the fuck they're doing. Yep. <laughs> if, if we ever hear, that will be. You, you need to be yes. at gate 34A in 18 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that, yes. Um, nice. So, uh, well, if I. Uh, but I'm not quite sure yeah. I'm putting any money on it as of yet. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's, 
pretty good that the ticket center won't be open tomorrow at all. That's, um, uh, you know, whatever. You, you know, look, one day we're going to get one basic thing right, right? Like, mm-hmm. the kits won't fall apart after one wash. You'll be able to collect your tickets on time. The travel club will know what the fuck they're doing. You know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll get something. So, and we'll be here when that happens. Maybe by next Tuesday, but probably not. So we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy. 